Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We've been reading in the book of Genesis. Now, last time we had read Genesis chapter 32. And at the end of 32, Jacob had a struggle, or uh, as they refer to it here, Jacob wrestles, or he struggles. And at one time, this is referred to as a man, but it's capitalized. And then other times... Um, the way Jacob talks, it refers to this being God or perhaps the angel of the Lord, um, which some too have said is the Lord, is Jesus. I, you know, I don't want to uh, speculate too much about this, um, but this is uh, an account of what happened. And I, I think a lot of it had to do with Jacob really wrestling and struggling with how perhaps to resolve issues and how to uh, uh, make up basically with his brother Esau that was coming, you know, coming and he felt like he was going to have a huge conflict with Esau. So that is the end of, uh, matter of fact, here we'll read the last of this, um, chapter 32. Now the sun rose on him as he passed Penuel, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon of the hip, which is on the socket of the thigh, because he touched the socket of Jacob's thigh by the tendon of the hip. That is phrased oddly, uncomfortably, but I think I understand what they're pointing at, say, uh, getting at. So now we're ready to read chapter 33 in Genesis. Now remember, I am reading from the Amplified Bible. Then Jacob looked up and saw Esau coming with four hundred men. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel and the two maids. He put the maids and their children in front, Leah and her children after them, and Rachel and Joseph last of all. Now, notice the priority that, that Jacob put on his children and his wives. And, and this should not be surprising. He's human. Um, we know that he favored Rachel over Leah. He really originally did not want Leah. And we're not trying to be mean when we say this. This is just a fact. Um, the maids, the maids, the servants, they were never really truly intended to be his wives. So they became kind of, uh, what, third wives? If you go Rachel and then Leah and then look at their maids, their maids are going to be like third and fourth. And and so those children are not perhaps regarded as highly either. Um, now, it's funny, all the children grow up together, but uh, so I imagine for them, they may, I don't know how they see this, this favoritism, that that may have affected them either for good or ill. I, I do not know. But uh, favoritism usually can cause issues. So, nonetheless, <clears throat> so we're going to move on. Then Jacob crossed over the stream ahead of them and bowed himself to the ground seven times, bowing and moving forward each time until he approached his brother. But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and hugged his neck and kissed him, and they wept for joy. Esau looked up and saw the women and the children and said, Who are these with you? So Jacob replied, They are the children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the maids approached with their children, and they bowed down. Leah also approached with her children, and they bowed down. Afterward, Joseph and Rachel approached, and they bowed down. 
Esau asked, what do you mean by all this company which I have met? And he answered, you know, Jacob being he, Jacob answered, these are to find favor in the sight of my Lord. But Esau said, I have plenty, my brother, keep what you have for yourself. Jacob replied, no, please, if I have found favor in your sight, then accept my gift as a blessing from my hand. For I see your face as if I had seen the face of God, and you have received me favorably. So I I think part of his struggle was how to respond or how to go to Esau, and he was worried about how this meeting was going to be. I think he was worried and distressed, and, you know, he was worried for his family, too. Please accept my blessing gift, which is brought to you. No, I, I... I apologize. Let's do that over verse 11. Please accept my blessing gift, which has been brought to you. For God has dealt graciously with me, and I have everything that I could possibly want. So Jacob kept urging him, and Esau accepted it. So he finally got Esau to accept it. Then Esau said, Let us get started on our journey, and I will go in front of you to lead the way. But Jacob replied, You know, my lord, that the children are frail and need gentle care, and the nursing flocks and herds with young are of concern to me. For if the men should drive them hard for a single day, all the flocks will die. Please let my lord go on ahead of his servant, and I will move on slowly, governed by the pace of the livestock that are in front of me, and according to the endurance of the children, until I come to my lord in Seir in Edom. Then Esau said, Please let me leave with you some of the people who are with me. But Jacob said, What need is there for it? What need is there for it? Let me find favor in the sight of my Lord. So Esau turned back toward the south that day on his way to Seir. And I'm pronouncing S-E-I-R, Seir. I, I really don't know how it's pronounced, so forgive me if I'm messing that up. But Jacob journeyed north to Succoth and built himself a house and made shelters for his livestock. So the name of the place is Succoth. Huts, shelters is supposed to be the meaning of that. When Jacob came from Paddan Aram, he arrived safely and in peace at the city of Shechem in the land of Canaan and camped in front of the walled city. Then he bought the piece of land on which he had pitched his tents from the sons of Hamor, Shechem's father, for a hundred pieces of money. Now this just says pieces of money. Um, There is a note that it's a certain measure of weight and it's a small coin, but it doesn't really describe it other than that. So for some coins, some money. There he erected an altar and called it, now, I will try not to kill this, but he called it El Elohi Israel, or El Elohi Israel, and I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm very sorry. Um, But what it means is God, the mighty God of Israel. So he erected an altar, and he called it God, the mighty God of Israel. So, And that was in, in thankfulness and worship to God for you know, getting him there safely and getting him through that with Esau. And, you know, just think of that. That was a big trip. He had all that 
livestock and his family, and then he had he had that worry about a confrontation with Esau, and God brought him through that and brought him here, and so he erected this altar, you know, and he did buy this land, so he bought this land, so obviously he's going to live in this general area, you know. Uh, I guess when you have herds and all, I mean, just saying that you're going to live in a general area is a, is a big deal, so. Uh, you know, I I think the herds are going to, I don't know that they, I don't know if they marked off and kept land exactly the way we keep land now. I think we're much more stringent about that. Um, maybe they did. Maybe they still did. You know, maybe they just used natural landmarks like, oh, to the river, to the creek, to the stream, to the, you know, to the big rock over there. You know, I don't know. You know, maybe they used natural landmarks, but uh, however they did that. All right. So, I apologize. I forgot. I ended my recording on Genesis 33, but I forgot to mention um, just a quick little note, just something to think about. You know, so oftentimes when we go through a long journey and maybe we have a confrontation, you know, maybe in our life we have struggles and things we're going through. And, uh, you know, we pray and we, you know, maybe we wrestle with certain decisions and we have a hard time and we pray to the Lord for guidance, you know, and we try to do the right thing. And then when we get there, when we get to the end of that journey or that trial or that whatever that is in our lives that we're going through, a lot of times we forget. I'm not trying to be mean to us, but we do. We get there and we just kind of forget to, maybe we forget to thank God. Maybe we forget to really just take a moment and appreciate. And you'll notice Jacob, at the end of chapter 33 here, there he erected an altar and he called it God, the mighty God of Israel. So, and he did this, like I said before, out of thankfulness, out of thanksgiving. And sometimes when we go through a lot and we get to the end of it, we're so relieved. You know, we're just so relieved to be done with it, to be through that stressful time, to have that that rough journey behind us. You know, and maybe, you know, maybe we just, we don't take a moment, we don't stop and think about it and maybe pray and really thank God for it enough. Um, you know, we need to just, you know, take take that time to just stop and sit back for a moment and really praise God and thank God for for the help, for the guidance, for getting us through that 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 journey getting us through that journey this this whole life is a journey you know our our destination is heaven and this life is just a journey okay and then parts of it we need to stop and uh, just really appreciate and thank god for what he's done for us and how he's helped us to get where you know where we're going right now yeah our our end destination is not in this life but where we're trying to go right now and when we get there you know, we need to take a little time and thank God and appreciate what he's done for us, you know. So I just wanted to mention that because I forgot to mention that before and that was just my fault. I apologize. So, uh, but that's something that we can take from this and think about this. You know, here, here Jacob goes through all of this and he was stressed and he was worried. And yet, you know, God guided him and kind of smoothed that over with Esau so, so that he was able to uh, arrive safely with his with his stock with his livestock and his family, 
And then he, he took that time. He took that time to thank God for what he had done for him. And, and he made this altar. And, you know, we don't do altars and things like that. But we can take time, take stock of what God has done for us. Maybe we should be doing that. I think there's probably, there's not a maybe. I'm sorry. We should be doing this every day where we take a few moments and just thank God and praise him and thank him for what he does for us in our daily journey, in our daily walk with him. Okay, so it's just something to think about. And uh, again, more thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, God loves you.